Yellow Mello, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. Hey, how you doing? My name is Red. I am your host. And I'm also here to give you a quick disclaimer before um, we jump into this episode. So on this episode, for one of my segments, Unique Thoughts, I have a special guest. Now, here's the thing. There were some technical difficulties, in a sense, because Anchor is Anchor and um. I really need them to get on this add a friend uh, to your podcast. Um, so there will be listening. There will be moments where the mic either drops out or cuts the sound just a little bit or it sounds a little bit staticky. So this is something I want you to know before jumping into this episode. So now that the disclaimer is out the way, let's move on and jump into a new episode of Uniquely Spoken, shall we? Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. If you missed it in the intro, my name is Red. Hey, how you doing? How, like for real, how, how you doing? Let's let's do this quick check-in before a new month starts. Or at the beginning of the month, depending on when you're listening to this. It's about to be August 1st. Father God is about to be August 1st. 2020 has dealt us some cards, honey. But how have you been? What's going on in your life? Like I said, depending on when you're listening to this or when I put it out. Either way, that's neither here nor there. Um, This is either the end of the month when you're listening to this or the beginning of a new month. So what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids still acting up. They finna get ready to go back to school. Well, kind of. It depends on how you look at it. And if you're sending your kid back or you're doing virtual learning. That's between you and your child and your little stuff. Because I know some of y'all finna hit it up immediately. Um, That dude or that female still getting on your nerves? Mm-hmm. It ain't. Well, no, let me not say that. It, it's it's going to get better. Your boss still getting on your last nerve? They cut your hours at work. I'm sorry to hear that. Do not go blow nothing up and don't go in there and cuss nobody out. Don't do that. That's not going to help. Um, find a new job with a bigger bag. Um, your coworker still stealing your parking spot and your lunch. Wait till you clock out before you give her those hands or those skibbity peps, whichever one. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, for real, I hope this episode finds you in good spirits and if you're not in good spirits i hope that this lifts your spirit just a little bit so you know i'm doing my regular thing scrolling across this ghetto ass internet and i come across everyone knows what's going on with meg the stallion knows that she was shot um in her foot i believe it was in both feet actually um but she was shot by Tory Lanes, or at least that's you know he's the by process of elimination he's the one that shot her but she got on Instagram uh, I believe it was on Instagram live and she recounted everything that happened like really going through it and she started crying and everything this was a traumatic experience for her so with that being said, if you know, I, I don't want to call her model or actress. Well, I guess she would be a model. Um, Drea from the first time I saw her was on Basketball Wives when I did watch the show. Um, that's how I knew her from. But she's also, I believe, Instagram model or a model of some sort, as well as an actress. She was also a uh, representative for Savage Fenty, and she is no longer a representative of Savage Fenty because Rihanna did what? Dropped that thing. She, she, baby, she gave her the boot with the quickness because Drea was doing an interview and she made the comments of, 
well, you know, maybe they just, maybe they were messing around and they just had that type of love or whatever the case may be. She was like, I want somebody to love me like that. Love me enough to shoot me. What? Oh, oh. Shaggy, what? What? Love me enough to shoot me. And she immediately, um, I believe after the podcast was posted, um, after her interview and everything was posted, she sent out a tweet, which I really hate that this is a generation of you give a quick apology in a tweet and you think all is forgiven. But she, you know, sent out a tweet saying that the comment she made was she wants that type of deep love um she she in no way shape or form condones um domestic violence anything like that she wants but that's like a deep type of love and she wants love that deep and passionate or whatever okay so keep that little nugget with you here's another little nugget I like nuggets. Here's another little nook. <laughs> if you've ever seen Love and Hip Hop New York, you know who Tahiri is. Um, if you haven't, it's okay. Uh, Tahiri, I believe she's from Jackson, actually. I believe she went to Jackson State. But Tahiri um, dates this rapper or producer named Vadu or Vadu. I don't know what his name is, how his name is pronounced. You can go look both of them up. But they are on this reality show, Marriage Marriage Boot Camp, um, reality TV stars. And there was a, there's a clip circulating now from one of the episodes where she was throwing apples at him because they had gotten into it bad. And she threw... Like, you can hear the force she put in it by how hard the apple hit him. And in the next clip, you saw, like, you see you see Vadu looking at her. And he kind of sits up a little bit. And in the blink of an eye, he done jumped on her. From where the camera was set up, it looked like he was he grabbed her by her neck. Or at least was aiming for her neck. And she just got her hands up in time to kind of block it. So it looked like he grabbed her like at the top of her shirt. Um, they both make, you know, made comments about everything that was shown. And Vadu, at first, I believe, said, you know, this was great editing. Da, 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 da. And mind you, he did this in a room full of people. Did this in a room full of people where there were cameras and everything. So, I don't know how you can edit that, really. But, either way it go, you still jumped on her, sir. But they both made comments saying that they will do better and all of these things. Now, I don't know why you would think this is a form of love. Some people see, some people legit, the comments were so mixed on the shade room of course, people were like, that's not right. He's wrong for um, jumping on her. She's wrong for throwing things at him. Because like I said, she threw it with force. You could hear it when it hit him. She threw two of them at him. And they was Granny Smith Granny Smith apples. They wasn't the plastic ones that was there for show. Granny Smith apples got a little weight on them. All right? Got a little weight on them. So, she threw them at him and... They were both in the wrong, but it made me think like if he was willing to do this in front of a camera, in front of where people are like in a room full of people, why, like what, what happens behind closed doors? If he was willing to do that because he was pissed about her throwing apples at him and she did this, did this in front of other people too, the other people that live in the house. It makes you think, like, what happens when the doors are closed and there's no cameras and there's no one around? Now, I brought up Drea saying, oh, I want that type of deep love. You know, love me enough to shoot me. And I brought this up because there are legit women out there that think that that's a form of love. Love doesn't hurt you like that. Love doesn't put hands on you. Love doesn't shoot you. 
And for her to be like, oh, I just want that type of deep love. That's not a deep love. That's a fatal attraction. That's you going to be six feet under. And somebody going to be singing going up yonder at your funeral. That's not love. You are, one, you in a relationship of lust. And the lust has now faded or is fading. And there's nothing else to keep each other there except sex, maybe. And when once you go and give that sex to somebody else, now you end up with people blowing up your car. Have y'all seen that clip? Y'all seen that clip of that girl pouring gasoline in the car? And then what come to find out the chick was from Mississippi. All of this happened in Mississippi. Yes, in Mississippi. Uh, I believe it happened in Macomb, Mississippi or Macomb County, Mississippi. Either way it go, it happened in Mississippi. Mississippi, we got to stop this getting these bad rips and all that. But back to what I was saying. Love does not do that. Love, honestly, love does not hurt you like that. And if you in this type of situation and you're hearing this, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to point fingers and say, oh, you stupid. You should have got out. Da, 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 da. No, because by the grace of God, I've never been in a situation where someone has put their hands on me. I don't tolerate being talked to sideways. So someone putting their hands on me is definitely an act moment. But if you're in this situation, I pray that you have the strength to get out. I pray that you have the strength to see your worth and know that you are worth way more than someone blatantly disrespecting you by putting their hands on you. Love does not do that. And for this person to have the platform that she has and to give out that notion, oh, that's just a deep love. No, because you also have, I believe she has a son. She has a son. I know she has a son. I believe she had a second son as well. But you have kids. If your son grows up and gets in a relationship and puts his hand on the person he's in a relationship with. Oh, well, it's okay. That's just, he's just, he's a hard lover. He loves hard. And that's his form of showing love. Tahiri has children and i believe she has daughter she has a daughter and a son um them seeing that because they're going to see that clip one day and they're going to have questions why did you stay you see what i'm saying so to the parents if you're in this type of situation think about yourself and think about your worth like i said i'm not here to condemn you i'm not here to judge you like i said i pray that you get you have the strength to leave the strength to walk away from what is not serving you or your purpose also walk if you can't walk away for you walk away for your children walk away because your children you're not the only person going through this whether kids speak that or not you are not the only person going through this the kids are going through it as well because kids can become very traumatized by what their parents go through because inadvertently the parents pass it down to the kids be it the the things happen in front of the children or the children can hear it or they see the aftermath of it and it affects them later on down the road especially if you don't go get help and you don't go get your your children help but we're gonna move on from that also Meg if you just so happen to hear this first of all I love you second of all um I pray that you continue to heal and you continue, your spirits continue to uh, go high, have high energy, high positive energy at that. Moving along. Have y'all seen the clip? Um, because I was scrolling across this ghetto ass internet and I was on Instagram and I saw this man give his girlfriend a gift. And he gave it to her in several big bags. And basically she had to go through all of these bags, go through all of these wrappers, had to go through duct tape and all first of all i really hate when people do that especially i why do i have to put in all this work because what if i put in all this work and i put in all this work unwrapping it and it's a bullshit gift like what happens then what happens if it's a gift that i genuinely do not like now i gotta fake and be like oh thank you 
Oh, it's so cute. Oh, no. What happens then? Hmm. Now I don't wasted my time and yours. Now that's what I'm really mad at. Anyway, but this man had his girlfriend go through all of these, you know, rappers, bags, all that. And she pulls out an envelope. The envelope, she shakes it. She was like, I don't know. It's not moving. It's not shaking. Like, it's not the necklace. I don't think it's the necklace that I wanted. And she kept laughing and smiling. I don't have time for you or your foolishness. Oh, my God. She pulls papers out of the envelope. And she was like, papers? She was like, oh, my God, is this my ticket to, uh, I forgot where she said she wanted to go. I can't remember if it was Bahamas or where. But she thought it was her ticket, or a round-trip ticket for her to go um, wherever she was trying to go on vacation. She opens it up, and it is results to a paternity test. And the the results were that he was not the father of the three-year-old child, their three-year-old child, or at least her three-year-old child. And she was like, what is this? And she starts reading it. And she was like, what? Why would you do this? What is this? And he said, I just want you to know that I know. And she was like, what? What are you talking about? I know that you cheated. I know that I'm not the father, that Nevaeh is not my daughter. This woman with a straight face looked at him and went, but she loves you though. Excuse me. He ain't the daddy. <laughs> the, the part that behooved me was, <laughs> um, he told her that she, both her and the baby had till the end of the month to get out, um, find a new place and all that. They had till the end of the month. And once again, she was like, but she loves you. Why would you do this? I never cheated. He said, you never cheated, but you holding the results, ma'am. Ma'am, you cheated. And my takeaway from this is one, dudes nowadays are just as petty as females. Two, you didn't have to do this on her birthday. Because she was like, out of all days that you could have done this, you do this on my birthday. Why? <laughs> um, and then put it, like I said, wrapped it up in this big gift. But you also, the child was, the child is three years old. You had three years from when she was born to her becoming three years old to get these, to get these tests done. Now you have a child that is attached to you. You may not be the biological father. And if you choose to walk away, that's your choice. I understand. Um, Especially when you built a bond and all of those things with her. But you had ample opportunity before this child got big enough to call you daddy, to call you daddy, to get attached. Before all of those things, you had an opportunity to do that then. If you had doubts, he said he did it because he had doubts and boom. So, of course, the woman is upset because she was like, you could have picked a different day to do this, which is true. It was just even it was even pettier to do it on her birthday and present it as a big gift. Um, But he was putting them out at the end of the month. And a lot of people, it was mixed comments because some people were like, well, if he's not the father, he does, he no longer has the responsibility. But if his name is on the birth certificate, legally, he has a responsibility. Um, He is legally responsible for that child as far as child support wise and all of that. But um, I did not intend for this to go this long, Jesus. But to put them both out, I understand if it was just her, put her out, cool. But to put the child out, it's like, it's mixed. It's mixed feelings for me. Because the child did no wrong. I understand, like I said, putting her out. And I know a mother isn't going to leave without her child. But at the same time, to just give them the end of the month, to the end of the month, to put, uh, to find a new place. What happens if they don't find a new place and she can't go to her mother's house? What happens then? Are you going to put them out on the street? So, yeah, ladies know who you laying down with. And if you cheat and end up getting pregnant, 
get the test done early, please. You have two places you can go, Mari or Paternity Court. Your choice. All right, y'all, we're back. And this we have reached, uh, Lord, what segment is this? Unique Thoughts. And Unique Thoughts is when I usually give my two cents on something that I've come across just going going through this ghetto-ass internet. And I'm not alone this time. This time I have my other half, the yin to my yang, all of these things, who has a podcast of his own that he better get back to. I'm sorry, that was very aggressive. I, I do apologize. But y'all give a warm round of applause. Clap, 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 clap. For the one and only Patrick Coda. Hey, y'all. Can... Th- this is Patrick Coda. Um, I'm grown and I do what I want to do. I just want to preset this by saying that. Um, other than that, I'm really excited to be here. We did this in a long, long, long time. No, the last time we did this was like... 2018 really when I first started Ooh, solid solid long time ago almost two years ago goodness and look at your podcast now look at where you're at now rich famous status known <laughs> yeah my status is known by like nine people it's greatly appreciated though I love y'all to death I really do cause y'all go hard for me and we love that So this go round for unique thoughts, I am going to give Patrick an article and he's going to give me his raw natural reaction and he is going to give me something to get my raw natural reaction. So since Patrick, you are the guest, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily an article. I just wanted to know your thoughts on um, Kanye West's um, did I say rest? Kanye West's first rally in South Carolina, like his um, his rally for his presidential bid for 2020. I thought that they had already selected like the nominees for the Democratic and the Republican Party, but I don't know nothing. Um, so I think he had it and it didn't really seem like he touched on too many of his actual policies, um, what he wanted to accomplish as president, what made him different from the other nominees. It kind of sort of came across to me how every single time Kanye West gets on anything or does anything, him taking a chance to talk about himself and his issues and his beliefs and ideals and stuff like that. Two things that stuck out to me. Well, one thing for sure that stuck out to me that I mostly wanted to get your opinion on is what he said about um harriet tubman now you know the last time he said something in regards to like black people or slavery or stuff like that he did the whole well you know slavery was a choice thing with tmc so at the rally one of the things that he said was that um harriet tubman she never actually freed the slaves she just had the slaves go work for other white people and the clip the person who took the clip it was so funny because as soon as he said that she was like girl we about to leave right now you ready and it took me out i love it because that's how i felt so i wanted to get your opinion on that because i saw a a lot of mix of things on like social media with people saying you know keep harriet tubman out of your mouth as he should have or some people saying that you know that they agree with him and a lot of people just don't have the the foresight to or the the balls excuse my language to you know speak against somebody but that's what she did so i wanted to know or he did so i wanted to know what your thoughts were on that so i really wish people would stop entertaining kanye west in this presidential candidate thing listen sir it's too late you showed up late for the party okay um, you tried to be fashionably late and it did not work in your favor. We already got one uneducated Cheeto Puff running the country that was not qualified. So, you know, I know they say God qualifies the call. He, he doesn't call the qualified. We got somebody in the White House now that's not qualified, but he was also not called. So, I don't, like, I honestly... The whole Harriet Tubman thing. Kanye West is going through something in his soul, like deep down within. 
And I feel like he don't get a chance to talk to nobody else. He feel trapped like this is the real life brother. And I feel like him, because I believe I haven't seen the whole clip, because honestly, if it got something to do with the Kardashians or Kanye West, I don't really pay attention to it because they not really my cup of tea at the moment. But that being said, Kanye West need actual help because I believe he was tweeting about his wife and his mother-in-law and all of that too. But the Harriet Tubman comments, he's uninformed and uneducated because, oh, she really didn't free the slaves. Huh? But what do you call her taking them from leading them to freedom from the plantation. What do you call that, sir? Now, see, I think it's such an interesting point that you brought up when you said, well, first of all, he, ever since his mother died in like the late 2000s, I don't know if it was like 2008 or so, his whole entire mental state has, it seemed like it shifted, which makes sense because I feel like anybody who loses their mother, especially somebody that's close to their mother like he was, it would mess you up mentally. But it seems like he's just progressively like gone down and he's never particularly like dealt with it. But I think it's so interesting that you mentioned that he seems like the type of person who doesn't get to speak to a whole lot of people. And every single time he gets into like big crowds, that's his chance to like speak. He does kind of give me like um, grand from the nursing home who has their child visit every other like three years or so and so when they get a chance to talk to somebody anybody they got to go through their whole life story and what they think and their ideals and stuff like that i feel like that that he gives me that vibe but also i agree that i wish people would just i wish he would just stop talking like period i wish that he would get help but i also wish he wouldn't like say stupid stuff like this because it's not right historically. Like I, I feel like, and my problem with what the stupid stuff that he says is because he has this huge platform and he has these people that like are automatically going to believe the things that he say or or are automatically ready to to follow the things that he says and go along with that narrative. Like you can't put you can't put modern ideals and where we are in society now onto stuff that happened decades ago, um, a century ago, under a whole entire like different set of societal norms and things like that you saying oh she didn't free the slaves she just took them to work for other white people what else was she supposed to do in a country that is was then and is still now a white majority country you as a billionaire still work for white people you was crying about not having fashion deals with all these different fashion houses for your um your yeezys and your fashion line a couple of years ago so what are you talking about Right. And really, truthfully, I don't know why people still going out here and paying for years. You paying for clothes with holes in it. It looks like hobo wear. Like, that's that's all. You playing. If you, if that's the case, pay me $800 and I'll poke some holes in it too. I Just don't stand in the shirt because I'm going to use a knife and stab it and then slit it a little bit and then boom. New trend. Like you know what? Pay me five hundred dollars, not even eight hundred. Pay me five hundred dollars, and I will rip your shit up. Apologies, um, explicit warnings, explicit content warning. I I will rip your shit up from top to bottom. I will have you look out here looking like you've been homeless for years. <laughs> and see, that's I I can't because I, I that's how I honestly feel. Like he doesn't get a chance to speak his mind, like really speak what he's going through. And like him at this point, because she, I believe she tweeted that he was having a bipolar um, breakdown or something like that. Um, if this is the case, then y'all really, he, he crying out for help at this point. And like you said, when he lost his mom, his um, mental state hasn't been the same. And I feel like honestly, no one took the time to show him or teach him or give him permission to grieve. And when you don't, when you feel like you don't have permission to grieve and you bottling things up, you would ever like when he get in front of a crowd, it's like, that's his cry for help. man. That's his help me. Cause he's not getting it at home. 
he's not he's not he doesn't f- feel safe or free enough at home to be like you know what this is how I honestly feel he doesn't feel seen in his own house so now he go in the public and giving them something to look at now see and I feel like that's that's valid and it makes it whenever you're talking about him because whenever I first saw a little bit of the rally because I did not watch the whole thing because if the George Floyd and all this other stuff has, um, that's been going on in the media has taught me anything it is to protect my mental sanity and my energy and I just was drained within the first four minutes of watching I was just like nigga what the hell are you talking about so from the little bit that I watched of the rally I was just like he sounds so manic right now like he sounds like he's having a whole entire episode none of his stuff is linking together none of it makes any type of sense and so it unfortunately puts it's like a a really nuanced tricky situation because you want to hold this person accountable for the stupid things that they're saying but at the same time if he's in the he's not in the right mental state to necessarily understand what he's saying or the damage that it could possibly do because of the platform that he has it's kind of puts you in this uncomfortable space of you know you want to to hold him accountable and reprimand him and make him realize the things that he's doing but he's also not in his right state of mind to even understand that i kind of just wish that they would maybe have him take a year to focus on his mental state and getting himself together, possibly going through some therapy if he hasn't already to deal with the grief from his mother being lost and to also deal with fame because I feel like a lot of people that are celebrities need therapy just from being famous. It takes a lot on your your mental state. Like, So I wish that you would focus on that and just stop showing up on either my phone or my tablet screen. That's what I would prefer. Right. And like, it's it's crazy because you have all of these people around you that you don't feel secure with. And you basically have yes people around you. One thing, one good thing that I did see was Dave Chappelle actually went and met up with him and to show support for him, I believe. And I believe not too long ago. Um, it may have been today actually or at least like the uh, the 24th either the 23rd or the 24th he was taken or seen at um, some type of hospital so prayerfully he is getting the help he needs because like I said I feel like this is a cry for help like you said he Mm -hmm. sounded manic and somebody who deals with depression deals with bipolar um, disorder, all of these things. Like you said, he needs that time, that year to focus on his mental health and all of that. But we're going to move on and I'm going to give you this article real quick and or at least give you the bullet points from it. And right. I really want to hear your side. So there like was this. <laughs> you feel like it's going to what? I feel like it's going to upset me, but all right. <laughs> so there was this barista I believe this happened in, in California and right now you are in California so I don't know if you heard about it mm. but the, there was this um, Starbucks barista who um, told a customer a Karen that she could not w- that she could not be in the building without a mask and she completely lost her mind Cause she said, well, I can't breathe in the mask. He said, ma'am, it's a policy. You cannot, you, you cannot be in here without a mask. I cannot serve you if you're going to be in here without a mask, which duly noted, all of these public places are making it mandatory for you to wear a mask. And Karen proceeds to be pissed off, leave, go home, get on her computer and (laughs) opens her Facebook and posts on Facebook that she um, how she was treated that this person refused to serve her and basically it backfired because everyone was like he was doing his job why would you go in there without a mask so see, um, someone started a GoFundMe for the barista and it ended up raising like a hundred a hundred and five thousand dollars, a little bit more Ooh. than that. 
Yes. A little bit more than that, right? And <laughs> so Karen decide, has found out about the GoFundMe and she <laughs> she is trying to sue to get half of that money <laughs> for because, because of how she was treated. She was trying to sue or to get half of that money um, because in her words, she's the one who is sick. That's why she did not have on a mask. Um, and apparently, and this is something I didn't even really realize, people are doing um, medical exemptions from people wearing the mask. You can get basically a doctor's note saying, um, because of this medical reason, I, I can't wear a mask. And her, she said, I ha- next time I'll just bring my doctor's note with me. And she has started a GoFundMe to pay for a lawyer to pay to sue this barista to get half of their tip money or half of their money for the GoFundMe. She said lawyers are expensive and she needs help. <laughs> and her doctor's notes, one is from 2015 where she had a pelvic exam. And, <laughs> and the second one, the second one is from um, a chiropractor saying she has breathing issues. Now, I don't know how the chiropractor can say, well, um, because this is going on with her back, she got breathing issues or whatever the case may be. But she has started a GoFundMe to raise money for a lawyer. Um, to sue the barista to get half of the money that was raised for him. Your thoughts? Okay, so I just want to give a disclaimer that I'm going to cuss. Um, Just wanted to start off with that because I can feel it. I would really like the link to the GoFundMe so I can go and laugh at the lack of donations that I know that it has. I just want to know what she feels her justification for half of his tips and her right to sue is because in all honesty the reason that he got all of the tips was because of her fa- her facebook post so i don't necessarily and it even if it was like an issue where she was like discriminated against or something like that it was be it would be something that you would take up with the company you would sue the company not that individual person so i just people like this are really really aggravating and like I understand to an extent some people, not all of you bitches, because some of y'all are lying. I understand some people that are like, you know, I cannot breathe in a mask because my hefty ass has had to go into Rouse and Walmart and stuff like that and wear my surgical mask and standing still is not necessarily an issue. But if you walk in and things like that, especially if you wear glasses, if you're bigger and things like that, it, it, it is harder to breathe. But at the same time, they have like different types of masks. And if you can't breathe in the mask, they have all these different things available. Curbside pickup. You don't have to have no contact. You mean in your car, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm on DoorDash right now. They got Starbucks on here right now. You can order Starbucks, have to drop it off at your house. Contactless. You don't have to see anybody. You don't have to speak to anybody. So it's it's so aggravating that people are making these issues up in their head just for the simple fact of I don't want to do that because I feel like it's my American right and I shouldn't have to and it backfired in your face and I applaud the um, barista for being um, for doing their job and holding to their policies and things like that and now they could like semi-retire if they wanted to not really because $100,000 is really not a whole lot but it is a lot um, and shout out to them so yeah the $100,000 uh, I believe, like the last time I saw it, it was at one hundred and five thousand four hundred and forty-seven dollars, oh. and I believe the person that started it has now ended it, um, has now cut it off, and they, the barista said they were going to use it to study kinesiology at um, I forgot the school but a school in California they were going to donate some to charity and then they were going to use the money to go to college when I tell you these people are so much better than me because I was already thinking about how I was going to what my two week notice was going to say what I was going to do my last week at work um, this new apartment that I was about to be in not only was he respecting his policies but he also has foresight you know what we love it we love to see that right because 
baby. <laughs> um, Karen, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even been mad at Karen. You know what? Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for this blessing. Cause then, how you try to sue when all of this was your fault in the first place? A pelvic exam that was your excuse. A pelvic exam from 2015, where oh, I got a doctor's note. Bitch. The coronavirus wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even popping. <laughs> it's 2015. People are just ridiculous, and I feel like this was one of the cases where, like, it worked because I've seen so many stories like this. But then this isn't even like the. I thought that this was going to get a lot more worse. Like I was ready to be upset. This was actually good when I've heard so many stories about people um, coming in places and not wanting to wear masks, sitting in the middle of the the um, establishment, take um, cutting off traffic, keep people from going in, people coughing on people, spitting on people, like just general stuff to get your ass beat. So in this case, I feel like it worked out well for them, especially well. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I've heard those stories, too. Or seen it was one uh, I have fallen into the whole of TikTok. I don't have one that came installed on my phone. But I sometimes I go on YouTube and I watch like the TikTok compilations and they have a whole they have several ones with like Karen freakouts or whatever. And one of the ones that I watched, the person was like, ma'am, you can't be in here. Like, I cannot serve you. And this lady legit walked up on this person and started coughing on them and was like, <coughs> oh, I can't be here. <coughs> you would have got hit in your throat right then and really been coughing and gasping for air. You would have thought Ronald just punched you in your mouth. Like, stuff like that. Mm-mm, no, baby, no boy, no. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I may not be able to hit you because I can go to jail for that. But like something simple, like throwing water in your face or something like that, coughing back because you're not going to disrespect me. You're not because I beat ass. So. On that note, we we going to move into the next segment because this would we already at 22 minutes. So (laughs) we going to move into the next segment. Patrick, thank you for being here. I'm going to try to get them to stick around for another segment. If not, um, do you want to tell people where they can find you or not? Um, so my now defunct um, podcast is called Reckless Digest. Like she mentioned earlier, you can find it on Anchor. It is also on Google Podcasts. It's also majority places where you can listen to podcasts. It's on there. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram on at Patrick Coda, P A T R I C K K O D A. Aw, thank you, Patrick. I'm not going to call you what I usually call you because everybody don't need that information. Please so, we're going to move on into the next segment. Once again, Patrick, thank you for being here. I love you. Mm. <laughs> Hey, honeys. So, I have a question just for you. Are in this state where you are now, uh, mentally, financially, physically, spiritually, are you living? Like, are you living? Are you existing? Or are you surviving? I know. It's a deep question, ain't it? (laughs) But for real, are you living? Are you existing? Or are you surviving? Me personally, the way I can answer that question, excuse me. I am existing, borderline surviving. That's how I can honestly, that's how I can honestly put that because I know for a fact I'm not living. And what's the difference between the two? Living in my definition is freedom. You living in your truth, you walking in your purpose, you living in your freedom, you're walking in your freedom. Living is 
going, not going um, to, but going through life, getting through life according to your own rules. You're not hung up on the opinions of others. You're not, you know, you live in, in a sense, your best life. You're not worried about bills. You're not stressing. Even if you're not rich, you're not, you know, you don't have a plethora of money, but you're living in your truth you're living in your purpose and you're living in your power and you it's like a state of peace that's how that's what living is for me living is you're living in such a state of peace and freedom that you are quick to cut out anybody in your life family friends co-workers relationship wise whatever Anyone who disrupts that peace or disturbs your freedom, you are in a space where you are genuinely living and you don't hesitate to sacrifice your living for the comf- for the comfortability. I think that's how you say that word, but basically for the comfort of other people. Existing is you're here. You can get by day to day. Um, you can coexist with people, even if you don't like them, you're, you're almost coasting, you know, you're not really doing enough to live. You don't really feel like you're living in your truth or living in your peace, um, and living in your purpose or power, or you, you don't feel free. You still feel tied to something, someone, whatever the case may be. And you're coasting from day to day. Um, with me, I've been using the definition of, or I've been saying, I I felt like I've been existing since I graduated college. I feel like I've been existing for the benefit of other people or to benefit other people. I haven't been living for myself, but I've been existing to benefit other people helping take care of people knowing that they need it I don't regret that part but existing enough to take care of others to help in places where I in a sense took over and I wasn't helping anymore I was full-fledged doing things that other people could have done um existing to be that you know that anchor in somebody's life and that fixer in somebody's life my name is not Iyanla and I can't fix nobody's life because right now (laughs) baby (laughs) the way my life is set up you know is and and then it's about how you look at it but that's how I've been looking at it I've been existing to benefit other people or I've been existing as a benefit or to be a benefit to other people. Surviving is just that, surviving. You live in paycheck to paycheck, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you you got enough, you go to work, you go home, you pay bills, that's it. You keep your lights on, you keep a roof over your head, you and your family's head, and try to keep some type of food in the refrigerator. You're surviving. You're doing what you need to do to survive you go to a job every day that you hate to survive because you need the money now yeah it's simple you can find a new job or sometimes that's not even simple especially not in this economy why do i know because i am still unemployed um well by the grace of god i claim that that will change soon but what are you doing are you living are you existing or are you surviving are you doing just enough to get through or just enough to keep your head above water because that is also surviving you doing just enough or you feel like you can only do just enough to keep your head above water baby honey honey bun red people that's not a way to live now, if you got to go to a job that you don't like, make the best of it. While you at your job, if you have that opportunity, start searching for a new job. Start making, putting your resume together to send out to other people. Do what you need to do to keep a roof over your head and keep your lights on. But 
go through the process. I, I really urge you and push you to go through the process of the hurt and the pain that you need to go through as far as self-discovery or self-rediscovery and find figure out how to live. Figure out what makes you happy. Not, oh, well, this person makes me happy or this person makes me happy. No, because then you're putting your happiness in the hands of other people. What brings you joy? What is it that you like doing? What is it about you that brings you joy that you can really look at and really be like, dang, this is like, I'm good with this. You can, you can use that as a foundation to start building and start to live. Start to live the life that you were called to live. What gift do you have? Not just talent, but what gift do you have? Where you can use that as also another piece of foundation to build on to start living the life you want to live. Financially, excuse me, uh, spiritually. Well, not really. They ain't got, the new, got nothing to do with you spiritually. Well, self self rediscovery is is partially spiritual. Go through cleanse, baby, cleanse your life of the people that's that you know is not serving you any good or any purpose. Whatever it takes for you to have peace, whatever it takes for you to have sanity, start believing in your magic again. Everybody walking around this earth has magic in them, has magic around them. You just have to figure out how to access it. You have to start believing in your own magic again. You have to start believing that you are a unicorn. (laughs) Um, As I stated before, I believe in the last episode with the passing of Naya Rivera uh, from Glee, I've been re-watching Glee. Um, I've been binge watching it. Don't don't judge me. That's that's one of the shows that really brings me happiness. It it gives me peace and it gives me joy. Okay, I like going through different episodes and singing the songs, all of that. Bite my baby toe if you disagree or you got something to say about it. Fight me. Um, that was real aggressive. I do apologize. This is not a segment of aggression. Um. <laughs> But I really hope that you start to believe in your own magic. That's where I got the the unicorn saying from. Um, believe that you are a unicorn. You God only made one you, honey, or universe, ancestors, whatever you believe in. God only made one you. Can't nobody outdo you like you can outdo you. Nobody can be you like you can be you. I know it's easier said to, oh, just be you, be yourself. But when you don't really know you or don't really know yourself, you don't know who to be. So I urge you to do the work to start to really dig on the inside. Go within yourself. Find that hurt little girl or little boy or non-binary, non-binary representative. I can't think of the word. Um... But go inside yourself and find that little kid and talk to them. Find out what hurt them in the past. Find out what it is you still need to heal from. Find out what it is that you've been holding on to unknowingly. Find out what your triggers are. Find out what brings you joy. So that you can start living. Not just existing, coasting from day to day. Not just going to work and go home, surviving to keep your lights on and the roof over your head. But doing what you need to do, putting in the work so you can live. Live believing in your magic, believing in your purpose, and believing in your power. I love you. We are back and we have reached the end of this episode. We have reached Unique Speaks and it just dawned on me that I don't think I told y'all or told you the name of the other segments. So (laughs) the first segment is called Just Scrolling. It's when I give my opinion on anything I find just scrolling across this ghetto ass internet. And the second segment that I did with my bestie 
Lord, what's the name of the thing? Unique thoughts. Jesus. <laughs> Unique thoughts is when I either give a story time or I experience something or even if something pops up and I just give my unique thought process behind the foolishness in this on this earth uh in this world what was next hey honey hey honey is when I give advice or encouraging words and now we're at unique speaks and unique speaks is when either I give you a quote or I give you a poem um I call it unique speaks because I'm a poet and I thought you should know it and I say stuff very unique I guess I don't know I didn't really have a segue for that um but we're just gonna keep right on rolling all right so this week you are getting a quote honey (sighs) this week my quotes or the quote you are receiving is coming from the one and only dearly departed John Lewis if you do not know who John Lewis is please google him um but he is a basically a legendary civil rights activist and congressman and all around type of person that you will want in your corner he fought for a long time matter of fact barack obama delivered his eulogy if it wasn't his eulogy it should have been um if you did not see a lot of different stations were broadcasting his um funeral they took him across the Edison Bridge in Alabama, where he led the march on Selma, or march on Washington. Um, he was one of the people that was in the front line, and they took his body across the Edison Bridge and let him rest in Alabama. Then, the next couple days, he was in Washington for a public so basically basically so the public there it is could um mourn and pay their respects and his final resting place was in atlanta georgia where he was from so you had you saw a lot of people come out for his funeral but as i said barack obama gave his eulogy and like i said if it wasn't the eulogy honey it should have been because he said baby barack obama was powerful with that speech you hear me but this is the quote <laughs> you are the, you are a light you are the light never let anyone any person or any force dampen jesus dampen dim or diminish your light release the need to hate to harbor division and the entitlement of revenge Release all bitterness. Hold only love, only peace in your heart, knowing that the battle of good to the battle of good to overcome evil is already won. So, I mean, that is for the most part self-explanatory. And one another one that he said was um, to get into good trouble. Good trouble being anything that is going to save the soul of America um good trouble like registering to vote please make sure you are a registered voter if you do not know where to register to vote there are several different websites it only takes a couple of minutes um a couple websites that I know of are secure the secure the ballot.org um what it ah jesus i just looked at it secure the bad secure the ballot.org um voteamerica.com and uh there was another one but you it literally takes two minutes to register to votes please register to vote please register to vote but um that quote was really self-explanatory you are the light don't let anybody or anything come along and diminish and dim your light don't don't dim your own light because we as people do that too we dim our own light so other people can shine brighter no baby the sun doesn't dim when the moon come out it goes down some but the sun is still the sun the stars are still the stars the moon are, the moon is still the moon 
your light should not dim for anyone else. All right? But that is the end of this show. That's all I have for you this day right here. Um, I greatly appreciate it. And I love you so much for listening. Until next time, Red People. If you want to know why I call you Red People, it's because my name is Red and you all are my people. I love you, honey buns. Until next time, remember, L-O-V-E is all we need. Mwah!